Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. If cutting-edge synths and studio-quality effects are your thing, they are, right? Our friends over at Native Instruments have a deal for you. The complete 14 Select Collection contains 18 premium instruments and effects, 8 expansions, sound packs, and more than 15,000 sounds. Legendary vintage synths, sampled percussion, pianos and organs, there's even a sampled Rickenbacker 4003 bass. Put a little round reverb in there, add some replica delay, I smell a hit. Go to nativeinstruments.com and use the promo code PODCAST to save 50% on Native Instruments' complete 14 Select software bundle. Sun's out, guns out, it's the summer of sound. Native Instruments, along with their pals over at Isotope and Plugin Alliance, have put together a huge sale happening across all three companies at once. Get 50% off products, updates, and upgrades, plus special hardware and software bundle deals. Guitar Rig 6 Pro, half off. Ozone, half off. Kirchhoff EQ, half off. Do you see the pattern here? The Summer of Sound special offer is valid until July 6th, 2023 at the Native Instruments online shop, the Isotope online shop, and the Plugin Alliance online shop. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltika. John, it's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast, Ed. We talk about guitars. We do. Amps. We love it all. Yeah, yeah. Oldie time stuff. Yes. Where are we? We are in beautiful West Seattle, Ed. Sun's out, guns out. Oh, yeah, exactly. I walked up from, you know, way down the hill. High Gain South. High Gain Southwest? Southwest. Well, I'm glad to see that you successfully avoided last week's parking debacle. Do a little stroll. Yeah, you were safe. Yep. You got one of those grandpas today. Yeah, this is a great one. We're going to tell a great story today, Ed. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Great stories are nice. Yeah. You know. Listen yeah. to that thing. Sounds pretty good. I'm going to have to say. Yeah. Damn. Oh, really? Yeah. This is really nice. Yeah. Viewers are probably getting used to knowing that if an exceptional acoustic guitar comes across the flight mm-hmm. deck, we'll grab it. Yeah. We recently did a Larave that was exceptional. Pretty good. I think that thing was gone the day after we recorded, right? Yeah. Like Fast. Yeah. I think the same will happen with this. This is a 1949 Gibson LG2. I don't know anything about Gibson's numbering convention. L, L, L guitar. I'm not so sure either. Oh. We'll get into it to the degree that my brain can handle. Because like ES stands for... Electric Spanish. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So LG almost certainly stands for something. Is it too early to go to the internet? Latitudinal? That is an L word. Huh. What is it? You got a real guess besides longitudinal? <sighs> Ladder. Ladder bracing? Sure. LG. These were considered beginner guitars back in the day. LG stands for learning guitar. Oh, no kidding. Little guys just starting out. It would never have occurred to me that these were the base model. That's interesting. Yeah. Dot inlays, nothing fancy on the headstock. Yeah. Yep. It makes sense. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. Model airplane glue. Yeah. That's pretty good. I finally figured it out. What's that? If you don't want to get in trouble with the Spotify police, sure. play one of your own songs. That's great. What's the name of that song? That song is called Huffer. Oh, great. <laughs> is it inspired by the 1979 movie Airplane? No, I no. I guess I picked the wrong day to stop Huffing glue. glue. You know? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just old. What are you drinking, Grandpa? Uh, Black coffee in a crow mug. Cool. There were crows on my walk up here. In the street, cars were going slow. The crows were just like, this is my street. They were eating a dead rabbit. Of course they were. Chowing down. I always feel bad when I see crows eating, especially rats. Because people put out poison for rats. Yeah. I'll shoo them away and try and kick the carcass somewhere. Plus one for crow health. Crow safety. I've got a uh, Huel 16 ounces of Minor Figures oat milk. Yeah. And one scoop of Huel protein powder. Five milligrams of creatine. You know what? What? That all sounds delicious. Yeah. My man. Throwing you the curve. New lease on life? Yeah. Say the thing. It's got five milligrams of creatine. We know that creatine is not the same thing as creosote. Right. Creosote is a word I have long associated with Cormac McCarthy. R.I.P. I'm actually the tiniest bit tearing up whenever I think about it. It really fucking bums me out. The dude was 90. It was a great run. Yeah. Go out and grab any, any of, of his books. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I have black coffee also. Uh-huh. And I have a zero Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade zero. Great. It is my plan to stay hydrated today. Oh. Got some stuff to do out in the yard. Maybe preload the hydros. Preload the hydros. You know? Yeah. I think Cormac would be stoked about this guitar. Today, mm -hmm. this 1949 Gibson LG2 mm -hmm. is going through a little bit of reverb, which makes sense. Why does that make sense? Well, you know, add a little <laughs> sense of a room to it. But oh, I see. What makes less sense, I've also got it going through our 1981 Inventions DRV overdrive pedal, mm. set to minimum. You know, in 1949, Cormac McCarthy would have been 16 years old. 
this guitar. Potentially it was Cormac McCarthy's guitar. A dude interested in the West, the plains of Texas and whatnot, he'd be into a guitar like this. I've got to believe it was. It was his guitar. Yeah. For the rest of this episode, let's just make that, uh, what do you call it? Fact. Okay. We got to go back to the turn of the last century. Mm. 1902. Mm -hmm. Gibson, who had been making larger sized arch top guitars in the acoustic vein. Yeah. Decided they wanted to get into the L game. Oh, I see. Hey, yep. everybody, let's make smaller guitars. Mm -hmm. So they came out with the L0 and the L1. And what is this? This is an LG. Okay. Before that, things like parlor guitars did exist, but this was more substantial. Right. Even the L0 and L1 that we're talking about started out as arched, but they would later turn into a flat top. Okay. For the purpose of our discussion, let's just say... 1902, they started flat-top L-sized guitars. Okay. They're categorized, actually, as grand concert guitars. We've talked about the orchestra model right. of the Larrave we did, the dreadnought of the Martins we have. Yep. This particular shape is considered a grand concert. It is equivalent to Martin's double O size. More rounded than a dreadnought. Yep. Certainly not as wide on the lower bout as a dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And rounder on that lower bout, too. It's got that thing to it where you can really see the grain popping out. You know, it's clearly an older guitar. Yeah. Further along into World War II, 1942, mm -hmm. they changed that designation from L to LG. Instead of, I want one of them learning O1s. Right. I want one of those learning guitar O1s. Maybe sounded better to them. And it was a whole series. Yeah. 1942, the LG series is introduced by Gibson. Okay. And it was a rocky road. Oh, no. Yeah, no. because shortly thereafter, they would have to get into the war. Oh. They had three primary models, the LG1, mm -hmm. LG2, mm. LG3. Okay. I like it when they do that. Yeah. I like it when the numbers are like one, two, three, as opposed to the Gretsch style. That's a 5780 and a 1492 and a, <laughs> you know, like what right. the hell? Yeah, it is hard to get. The differences are a little bit cosmetic, but mostly structural. The L1 would have had a mahogany top, LG1, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and the LG2 and 3 had spruce tops this one we have has a spruce top this one is also x braced whereas the lg1 was ladder braced why go one type of bracing as opposed to the other it is employed for both cost and sound ladder bracing is going to be less expensive to do the bracing that is underneath the top of your guitar is parallel like the rungs on a ladder or they're crossed in an x right depending on where you put those braces either ladder or X, close to the sound hole, further away from the sound hole, it's going to affect the way the top resonates and then your end tone. Yeah. It's just interesting that they had different bracing depending on the model. You can get a ladder braced Martin. Waterloo, more currently, mm -hmm. the guys down in Austin, and they do sound different. You can hear it. That would be interesting. I've never done that little A-B comparison. We'll have to do that. That's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. idea. Great start. Rocky Road ahead. No, oh, no. The LG1 and the LG3 were almost immediately discontinued. Okay. Because ramping up for the war, 
President Roosevelt forms the War Production Board, and they are going to decide what companies can continue to make what and what companies are going to have to make other stuff. Right. Tonewood was in too much demand for the war for Gibson to get enough to make all these models. Were they used in like airplane manufacturing or something? Like what? What good did they need? Good question. Again, another good question for Med. That's yeah. two. If you're keeping track at home, yeah. that's two good questions for Med today. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Gun stocks? Oh, sure. What kind of wood is that? Who knows? But imagine millions of those. I don't know this for certain, but I'm just going to state this as a fact. I am sure that when that commission was formed and they said, hey, we need this wood for the war effort. Right. Gibson was like, fantastic. What can we do to help? Sure. Everyone on board. And then you sort of fast forward. Gibson is like importing wood and then making the government series guitars, which is just like yeah. a finger at the government. I guess they changed a little bit. Whatever. Another side effect of that war production board was that, of course, the majority of dudes went to war. Yep. So during the war years, when they were making the guitars that they could make, yep. women were making them. I was looking at one of those websites out there. What does the L stand for? Yes. The consensus seems to be learning. The other options that people think are potential candidates are little or ladies. Ladies guitar. Hmm. But I'm going to stick with learning. You know? Yeah. Interestingly enough, mm -hmm. during the war when primarily women were making the guitars in the Gibson factory, yep. the acoustics got a new headstock. This one doesn't have it because this is post-war. Have you seen the Banner guitars? They have a banner on them that says only a Gibson is good enough. Oh, yeah. And those were not only made in smaller numbers, but are considered to this day some of the finest acoustics ever to come out of Kalamazoo. Huh. I thought that was fascinating. War production was already reduced. They had to bring in a new workforce and presumably train them. And they ended up making some of the best guitars Gibson ever made. Put that in the W column. Yeah, 10-4. <laughs> so you want to hear this thing? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's see. Open chords. Boy, that's good. Put on one of your weirdy pedals. How about... Uh... That, of course, the Boss SY200 synthesizer pedal. Your new go-to. It's pretty nice. Yeah. If I play back by the bridge, you yep. get that if you want it. Pass the sound hole onto the neck. But if you play in the regular place, it's nice and even. Yep. I got to tell you, Ed, I really like this guitar. Bound top and bottom. Yeah, bound on the top and the bottom, and there is a very simple rosette around the sound hole. None of that kind of fancy stuff. This has had a few cracks in it. When I looked inside the sound hole, I noticed that they appear to have been expertly repaired. Yeah. This thing is super solid now. Bar chords. Yep. Should I do Ed's favorite new chord? 
I don't know if it was Instagram or Discord or wherever. Someone was like, oh, more John singing. I really like the John singing. You have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And I sure. know that I'm not the best singer on the planet. So oh, it's very on. nice to hear that. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Classic John. Yeah, I'm missing the point again. Right. I do that a lot. Do you? In 1949, Ed, same year this came out, mm-hmm. our copy here is a 1949 version. Got it. We got it from our good friends over there at Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com? Oh, yeah, right. Uncle Frank and the boys? Uncle Frank and the team. Have I done that a couple times? I do feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad for the longest time. Thunder Road was a super sausage party. It was uh, it was all dudes. <laughs> Even then, I think being more inclusive is just a good thing to do. Yes. You know, the crew. Yes, there are women in the crew now. Right. Wonderful. Way to go, team. Team Thunder Road. So anyway. Got this from them. Yeah, and this is 1949, the same year that this one was made. Mm-hmm. They even made a Hawaiian version. I like those. Do your slide on there. Yep. Sick. The next year, 1950, they made a CF-100, which essentially is an LG-2 like this, Mm -hmm. but it had a cutaway and a pickup in it. What does CF stand for? I think, I could be wrong, cutaway Florentine. Ooh, nice. You know who plays one of those? Our man Jay Maskus. He loves him the cutaway Florentine 100 electric. That Florentine cut is so rad. Early on, I was like, I don't know if I'm into the Florentine. And now I'm just like straight up Team Florentine. It's the only one. Yeah. We've probably mentioned this before, but both cutaways, Florentine and Venetian, are constructions. Gibson invented them as marketing terms. Well, you know, there weren't many of these LGs made. By the time the war was over, they brought back the LG-1 and the LG-3. So now at this point, you can get all three of them. They're done making rifle butts or whatever. Yeah, whatever they were doing. Yeah. And in 1958, they added the LG Zero, which was their lowest end model. It had a mahogany top instead of spruce, like like this one. I guess lower price point is what they were aiming for. Sure. And it went on like this until in 62, they discontinued all the LGs and turned the model numbers into the B designation. Beginner? Yeah, that sounds right. They started that out with the B25 and the B25N, rough equivalent to the LG1 and 3. You could just pedal on that all day. Why not? With the introduction of the B series, the beginner series, mm-hmm. you could get a cherry sunburst now. Nice. You could get natural now. Mm. You could not get natural so much during the war. Because the wood that they could get maybe wasn't their... Nicest that you would want. Yeah. Yeah. And sunburst that goes darker around the edges tends to hide those blemishes better. Yep. Okay. (laughs) 
The neck on this is slightly fatter than normal. Little baseball batty. Not like junior baseball batty. No. It's nice. Yeah. They even made a B4512 12 string version. Ooh, that sounds great. Now here's a problem. I could not find an introductory price for the LG. Mm. I found an actual 1942 price list didn't have it on it yet. We're going to have to guess. Yeah. I can tell you this. The LG2 in like, let's say 60, mm -hmm. was like $79 in those dollars. So how much is 1949? Like 50, 50 bucks? 50 bucks, yeah. Okay, so then if our guesstimation yeah. of this LG2 from 1949 is 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. $638, John. It's a beginner guitar for $600 yeah. from Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. I think time has been kind to these. <laughs> yeah. Because there's inflation and then there's the market itself. Right. The market itself is seeing this guitar in the thousands today. Yeah. And if you had one of the warrior ones, one of the banner ones, mm. yeah, you're doing even better. Yeah, it's cool. I think it sounds great. By 1977, Ed. Mm, okay. All of these were discontinued. No more LGs, no more renamed B models. But over the years, they would reissue a bunch of them. And today, you can even get a reissue LG2 banner series. They redid the Warrior ones. I have played a couple of them. Yeah. They're very good. I got to tell you, though, not as good as this one. And that's it, Ed. That's some of Gibson's learning guitars. Yeah, the LGs. I like to think Cormac just plucked away at this thing. Do you have cowboy boots? I don't. Because if you had cowboy boots, the really pointy, gnarly ones. Yeah, yeah. You could sit on a porch in a rocking chair with mm. your feet up with this thing. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye. It's vintage sunburst, Ed. Mm-hmm. It actually is vintage. Yes. It's a yes. learning guitar. A little guy. Yeah. The yeah. Gibson LG2 acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Buy or deny? Deny. Deny? It's cool. Plays awesome. Sounds great. I'm not in the market for what is, to me, a very expensive vintage acoustic. That makes complete sense. Yeah. What about you? This is a buy for me. Yeah. Yeah. You really like it, right? I do. I can't afford it, so I will not be buying it. Sure. But... Yeah, this is a total buy. I have guitars all over the house, and I've got a little guy like this, maybe even littler than this, uh, hanging on the wall above the couch. Yep. So that way, if I am hanging out on the couch, I can at a moment's notice just grab the guitar and mess around with stuff. Yeah. It would be cool to have a little guy guitar for just that purpose that's just nicer than the one that's up there now. Yeah, yeah. Small couch guitar that just sounds nicer than the one I have. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take lots more pictures of this, Ed. The LG2? Yeah, and we'll put them up on Instagram. Sure. Maybe throw a couple on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash The High Gain? Sure. Yeah, that place. Yeah, we've got one of those. Yep. Yeah, let's do that. And let the viewers ogle them. Sure. You know what else? Mm. We are committed, Ooh. disciplined, committed members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. <sighs> I love it. Joe and the team... 
Joe and the team over there. The crew. Yeah. I actually shot off a little note saying, when's the barbecue? Yeah. And? I heard nothing. They're probably busy planning it. They don't want to like get everyone too excited ahead of time. Yeah. Almost certainly. Yeah. So we'll wait for that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the invitation's in the mail. Yeah. But until then, we'll prepare and we'll do another one of these. That sounds awesome. Maybe next week. I think we should. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, bye. Bye.